definitely a welcoming treat back again podcast number ocho welcome back to the ocho we got oh my the power stroke yes. podcast <laughs> here with ds trucks up in the top left as always uh, and matt down at the bottom repping that power stroke diesel hat cat right on the top nothing but the best ds trucks rocking nothing but the best we're all rocking nothing but the best. Uh, welcome back tonight. We just um, kind of recapping from the last couple of podcasts Wait, we had. Did you um, say welcome back tonight, but this is going to air in the morning? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It don't matter. All it is, we're talking about the best things we got, and it's the power strokes in our in our lives. And um, uh, just kind of going through some of the comments from before. Uh, I think it was podcast six, maybe. Um, some people were asking about Forescan and actually just got that myself. And um, I don't know. I don't know if anybody out there has messed with it. Have you messed with Forescan at all, Matt? Have you ever? Um, yes. And I think we may have covered this on previous ones. I couldn't remember. But... No, it was a... a... I think if we have, people will know my thoughts on it. But now that you have it, I'd kind of want to hear your thoughts on it. I think it is. Or have you not diddled with it a lot? I have not messed with it a lot. All I know is the spreadsheet that I got was for 2020. And I thought it was pretty slick how, I mean, I guess you could do the stuff with IDS, but we don't. Ha we have the codes and as built for the trucks information that it came with. We don't have any other information. So somebody must have been in there and figured out, you know, put a one in this spot instead of a four or an AE instead of a CB, and that's going to change the function of the BCM or APIM or ipc whatever you're 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 programming but um for it to connect to the truck using the vcm too i didn't have to use the little dongle um it was lighting chimes uh i just actually turned uh the tpms off of an 11 because the guy had a whole bunch of junk sensors and just didn't want to deal with it anymore so i looked up the spreadsheet for an 11 through 16 and found what was it in the body control yeah the body control as built data and there it was entire tpms disable and you go all the way over to the third column in 726 2201 and you put a two in this this one spot and uh cycle the key do its thing and there you go your tpms is disabled yeah so it must just use well yeah they probably all just use the same bcm all the trucks do mm -hmm. and then for the cabin chassis they just put a whatever there in the coding that ignores it so you probably in a sense you're tricking it into thinking it's a cabin chassis for that one parameter or whatever you're doing. Like if um, I'm curious to see if I were to well, get a, I won't say tricking, I guess, but yeah. I'd have to see if that connectors, if, if that connectors under my dash, if it's just like deadheaded or not, if I added a, a heated steering wheel module and a wheel, I wonder if it would work. Uh, do you have the spot think... in the top of your um, panel for it? On top of the dash. Is there like a blind hole? Well, the, not a blind hole, like the the buttons there, but it's just a you know a blank one that you can't press. No, it's on the infotainment, and so I turned it on with Forescan. Oh said, yeah, it was on the screen, but I mean I I just didn't have heated steering wheel. I couldn't turn it on or anything. So I wonder if I were to get the module, if it would like somehow recognize. But I don't know if the connector for the module is underneath my dash, or if it's like you know in a dummy plug that's not being used or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't That's a good question. It is because I think that would be a sweet upgrade. Uh, because for... I, I don't know if that's an option that they would do, as opposed to like a trailer brake controller, right? Like they just do them all that way so that you can yeah, just that's pop true. it in versus like. Oh, I would think guessed. they would. Yeah, I would think they wouldn't add that extra harness just for fun. We got a guest. Because it comes to the point of being like they're not going to spend the money on making something to put it in there if they're not going to make money off of it. All right. We got 
Matt. Another, another one? Another Matt. Oh, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> Not anymore. Where are we? Are we in a basement? I don't know. Hey, it doesn't matter. I'm in my basement. It's all um, good. No, but I, I guess my thing with like Forescan is especially for techs whether that are in a dealership or in a fleet or you know, whatever your nature is, Forescan is a very, very useful tool to like take care of what I would quote unquote call goofy stuff. Yeah, I would agree. That like yeah. IDS should let you do but doesn't, doesn't and i'm gonna say that's for like obvious liability reasons like turning chimes off taking tpms off well it's almost like you're doing the same thing when you're doing like you know we get a bunch of cop cars that'll come in and and want to be in dark mode or police mode or you know what i yeah, mean Yeah, but i guess with like that stuff it, there's like a purpose to it whereas like there's federal requirements for certain things right um but i don't know i I, we, I, we, our shop uses it mostly to do like fuel tanks, right? So someone gets a mm. new truck and they want to put like a 50 gallon Titan tank in. We usually can't do that with IDS or FDRS. So we have to do it with Forescan instead. And mm. it works. It works very well. I gotcha. Matt, do you, uh, do you see us? Do you, uh, you got a He's handle? Got a He's got to turn on the call over the internet button for the oh. audio, audio. I'm sure. Oh, maybe we got a we got a little uh, audio malfunction. Tell him it's in the bottom left corner, or it is on the phone. I don't know what, what kind of device he's on. I don't. Uh, I don't know what he's on. I think he's maybe on the computer. Well, let me shoot him a, a quick email, really quick. I'm just trying to figure out like what I'm seeing. Am I seeing like, is his phone laying on the ground and I'm seeing the grains in the hardwood floor? Or am I only seeing half of a screen? This is like a guess what's going on kind of game. I kind of like it. <laughs> All right. I just sent him a, an email. Let's see. See if he gets. Um, well, I guess while while we're let waiting, me go to my text because my buddy Mark had a a good a good. Uh, Era, what do you think is your most needed diag tool, or like most helpful tool? Are you not counting IDS? Is that IDS? Is that just a given that you already know well, you're going to have that? I'm, I'm just going to say that's like a given that you have okay. some sort of scan. So uh, probably you're not doing anything without a fucking light. No, I'm sorry. Right. You gotta have a light. You gotta I would have agree a light. with light. And it's like I see so many people. They're like, "Oh, let me go turn the light on my cell phone." Like you're underneath your truck in the wheel well on the side of the road with your cell phone i guess no lights better than some lights better than no light but i'm not going to tell people to go out and spend like a hundred dollars on an expensive no. lithium ion led stream well, light, get you like, get you a nice little led light that you keep in the 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 center console of your truck along with your gloves and like your little pre-trip kit if some of you have just like um, go to go to Walmart, Target, Meyer, Kroger, whatever flavor of store you have around you. Yeah. Like, go get, get one you, of those twenty dollar mag lights. Yeah, I mean it's not uh, it's not it's not that big of a deal. I just uh, I remember growing up, my dad had a Chevy Suburban, and underneath the hood there was like a little light that was had a little coil and on a wire and you could unwind it and go all the way to the back of the vehicle. Like if you're changing a, a flat or something. And I thought that was so cool. Like, wouldn't that be cool if like we had like a little light that you could, I don't Do know, that? untether from the truck of some, that makes me, well, the, well, it'd have to be wireless in 2020. 
Oh, yeah, or take eight it eight back to the end of the vehicle and plug it into the seven pin or the four pin because every truck's pretty much got that. I mean, you could just make one at that point, but I know. But that brings me that brings me back to my younger days because my dad was a a GM minivan guy, and I think every single one he bought had the air compressor in the back because he thought that was just uh, the coolest thing in the world. But no, I never had messed with that. I don't know. I think like the I never heard of never heard of that. If I were to say like that, three top diagnosticades for me. And I'll throw in a bonus because I think it's the most important one. I'm going to go flashlight, pocket screwdriver. Oh, yeah. And a mirror. Okay. Everyone thinks like mirrors are silly to buy. No, I just used one today. Dude, they're so important, especially working on vehicles nowadays with how close just... quarters everything is and how much shit's stacked on top of each other. But the just... bonus, the bonus is your eyes. Because a visual inspection will, it can save your ass sometimes. It can, it can. And sometimes that's something that's often forgotten. Even something as quick as just checking the oil, like coming in, bringing the truck in, checking the oil, even though it may not be coming in for something stupid. But I mean, see, look, my man's Dude, got just it right like there. that, just like that. And I have them in like all three different sizes. Oh, like, telescoping. Oh yeah. I'm here for yeah. I'm here for props. I've got a little one that's like <laughs> that big that I'll wedge down in to see if like a turbo oh yeah um jiffy connectors leaking. That's exactly what I was oil. doing today. I was doing just that. I'll use that. You know what? That's I've got awesome. one I that's think... a little bit bigger that I'll use for what do I usually that use that one for? Um I've used that one to sneak down in to see if like a coolant crossover manifold's leaking. Okay, okay. Or you know, just to like sneak down and stuff. And then I got a really big one. I use my really big one to line up the, um, the torque converter with the flex plate holes when I put the trans back in the car. Okay. Okay. So it's I'll just nice to have... aim like a little pod light on the frame right up in there so I can look in and then Boop. right in a little adjustment. It's nice to have a, a good magnet, you know, stretches out, pick up something. If you lose it magnet oh, or a grabber, so the time you so drop it, you're like, wait, hold on. Did it go to the ground? Did it go all the way like through? Mag- huh? Huh? Oh my god. Magnetic base stuff is such a double as double edged sword because it's like, yeah, you can stick your light to the frame rail or whatever, or like your tool, like you got a magnetic base for your battery. Or oh, I'll put my pod light on the drive shaft, and then you drive out of the shop and gun it, and you're like, What the what what was that noise? And you look and you see your light, you know, tumbling down the road because you didn't grab it, but What's the worst thing you've ever left in a vehicle or like the most expensive tool you've ever left in a vehicle? Um, there was at one point I had this like stick cob LED flashlight that I think Astro Pneumatic makes. And it's a great light. You can like dial the good. intensity and everything. And I had done, I think it was like cats on a transit. Like this was years ago and I couldn't find it. And the customer brought it back for an oil change or something. And I had, you know, moved up to the different, that was when I was at the quick lane. One of the guys that worked down there came up there like years later and he goes, Hey dude, is this your flashlight? And the thing was just charred. No, just absolutely charred. And you want to know the best part? You want to know the best part? It still works, and Did I still really? use it. Get out wow. of here! I gotta order one of those lights. That's awesome. <laughs> it still works. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? That's you know which one I'm talking sweet. about? It's an awesome light. Um, Is it circular? But... No. It it's like a. It looks like a wand, almost like one of those uh, metal detector oh, wands. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It like goes and back. It's got a pivot base. It's got a. It's got a thumb dial that you can. Yeah. Um, no, mine doesn't flip. It's just a, a straight strick, a straight stick. I got mine from Harbor. Um, you know what? Yeah. Hey, peel that back a little bit and smell it. Tell me what you think. Like, peel a little bit of the back. Oh. Yeah, no, smell it. Take a big uh, whiff. It doesn't smell good. Hell no, it don't smell good. It smells like. What? Does it smell like soy? <laughs> Hell no, it doesn't. It does smell that's... good. Why'd you, why'd you trick me like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's funny. Hey Rod, do you 
Do you have any TA31 on hand? Uh, yeah, all the time. I just did an upper oil pan. No, but like, do you have it with you? Right now on because my person? for Yeah, like, yeah, like, do you have one in your house? Uh, no. What is TA31? So I, I, want, I wanted you to give a live review of what that stuff smells like because to me, it smells like asparagus pee. No, I don't think I got it. Like, you know that distinct smell your pee gets after you eat asparagus? Uh, I can't say that. Uh, I mean, I've, yeah. I've never experienced it. You don't know what I'm talking about. I've yeah, never smelled. Maybe. I've never. You guys, smell you guys enough. never, you guys never eat asparagus and you go pee and you're like, wow, I ate asparagus. I don't mm. eat asparagus often. Regardless, that's, that is what that silicone smells like to me. Pee pee. I mean, it smells like asparagus pee. I could feel you. I could, I could, uh, I see your analogy. Poor Matt over there. I don't know. It's all dark. I can't see you. You got a mic? I don't know. Uh, he couldn't tell me if he had a mic. What kind of do, what kind of truck you got? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. It looks like we're aimed at a desk and there's maybe water involved. I can't see all that. Now you guys got me wanting to look and see what, what I'm missing. Nothing. There's, it's just a black so. screen with no, not enough light. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks today, like brick. Yeah. That. No, I don't know what that looks like. Today I had a three-two Puma, actually from a place, kind of near you. I, I sent you a picture of it once before. Near but, who? Uh, um, Mr. Matt. And um, so the engine per VIN is for this this uh, this vehicle. <clears throat> this high pressure fuel pump per VIN is for this vehicle. I go to put the high pressure pump in. I got it on the floor. You know, I got a reassembling this long block, and uh, I noticed. Wait, is this the one that I know of? Yeah, and. the engine the engine's high pressure pump drive gear is not slotted the old one is according to yeah didn't they say that in the workshop manual there's a running change i i didn't see nothing about that Were, were you for real seen that Oh, yeah, don't joke. They, they made a. I don't remember if it was a TSB or what that they moved away from the keyway and they just went to a uh, compression fit, like a high pressure pump on a six four. So what can what happens if you have a vehicle with a slotted pump? Can you still use it in a? You know what I mean. Yeah, I don't think the I don't even remember what they're doing. Re- I'm looking that up right now. Because I, I I think they were saying uh pump injection timing on those doesn't you don't have to time those, do you? Uh, the well if it's a if it's a pressed fit and the timing gear is already timed with the engine. Well no, because then the keyway I don't know, man. Let me see. Hold on. Um, fuel charging three two removal and installation fuel injection pump. <clears throat> the tools were kind of weird. I had never. Uh, I think I actually did that once. Oh. I had to do one recall. One uh, high pressure. Might have a holder. Yeah, like you got to hold the front gear. You got to use a special tool to take the. Uh, what do they call it? The engine front cover inspection plate. Inner thumb wheel. Oh, dude, <laughs> that stupid thing. That's got the three prongs on it. Okay, remove injection studs. Remove the injection pump. Okay, installation. Install the new fuel injection pump and O-ring lubricate with oil. Remove the remove. Doesn't that have like... 
Doesn't that have a bracket that holds the gear or the sprocket in place while you remove the pump? Yeah, like on the front of the front cover. Align right. the sprocket key no, I, I with the keyway. Personally haven't done on that. On the fuel job. injection pump shaft and install the fuel so injection pump, then install and tighten the fuel injection pub stud bolts. It don't um, say anything about it says left handed thread locking tool may rotate to its stop. Interesting, interesting. Cause this is something that I'm um I'm kind of stuck in the water right now. I guess <clears throat> we're waiting to hear back from Copus apparently. But um, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, the awesome Copus. I don't. I don't. Uh, let me look at what a. I will say they are very says. helpful. Let me see what a fifteen says. So if I go to fifteen. What year did you say it was a sixteen? It will. It 17? was built in fifteen, but it's a sixteen model transit. Well, hold on. Didn't they they updated all the pumps and everything on those, didn't they? With a there was a recall for uh, metal contamination mm -hmm. back when those things like first came out. So mm -hmm. I did one. I'm not sure. Okay, so you're gonna have to send him another invite. We're gonna see if we can't get his audio and video to work. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened. Did it? I wasn't watching. Did he just leave? No, I, I, he was. He he said he has his audio turned on and everything, and he said it wasn't working. So I told him just hang the call up, and you'll call him, but or you'll send him another one. So oh, were you guys chatting? We'll I didn't see if know. that works. Yeah, there's a little. Calm down, chat, I guess. Chat, Can you hear me? <laughs> it says I do, and then a red line shows up. Hang up and call you. I'll call you back in. Ah, uh, okay. Let's see. Let's see oh. here if I uh, get out of here. You know, I haven't really. I don't even think I've had. No, I take that back. I've had injectors out of a uh, a transit, and wow, that torque procedure, dude. I don't. I don't trust their torque specs for those injectors, especially how it holds. Yeah, them isn't that weird? Like it just uses the little lever forks and it pushes down on the valve cover. Yeah, I don't... that's totally weird. I give those a little extra, a little, little extra twist because I do not. I think it only they say it's only like twenty six foot pounds or something, and it is not enough. Or no, so, it's the same as when you do anything else. It's like twenty two foot pounds and uh, sixty five degrees, and I don't, I don't trust that to any amount. Wait, is someone watching TV? Sean, are you watching TV? No, is that I... your heater? Oh, that was my, my heater. heater that is that your? Down. My heater. No, someone's off. heater sounds like someone's heater sounds like running water. Oh yeah, my heater just turned on. I don't hear either one. Maybe it's mine because I don't hear it. I'm going yeah, back to this. It's got to be. <clears throat> going back to this transit here. Let's see. Fifteen. Install the pump. I'd laugh if they sent you like a... Install fuel injection pump, pump then install and tighten fuel injection pump stud bolts. It doesn't say anything about aligning a keyway. Yeah, I don't think injection pump time matters. Oh, wait, hold on, 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 hold on. This wasn't here in 2016. Installation. Replacement. Fuel injections pump fuel replacement fuel injection pumps may have a keyway cut on the pump shaft. The replacement fuel injunction pump may be used with the no key pump drive sprocket. That answers my question. Oh man, I've been following the 2016 yeah, shot. So you gotta manual. get what time so is you it? need oh, you need no a new way. sprocket. No, it says the replacement fuel injection pump may be used with a no key pump drive sprocket. My my sprocket does not have a key. 
Oh, so you're fine is what you're saying. Yeah, they're going to allow me to use that pump. Oh, I'm texting my uh, my manager right He's now. He's texting the advisor. He's texting the advisor. No, I'm texting my manager. At, at 10 at night? I'm texting my manager. He ain't going to give a shit. That's why he just stared at the uh, the clock. I know. That's why I just glanced He's over. Like, I know at 10 o'clock. I know at 10 o'clock his show comes on, so I got to text him real I quick. I know he's watching uh, Survivor. Ah, I think that may that I just figured out my problem right here on the podcast. Brainstorming, talking amongst each other. That's what it's about. Sorry, I got, I got itchy butt cheek. That's why I'm all You get an itchy butt cheek. Um, what else? What else yeah. we got going on? DS, I got a question for you. Did you give our sure. boy a callback? I did. Okay. DS, I need you to answer a question Hold on. for me. Do I, do I get a? Do I get to comment? Yeah. Well. Yeah. And yeah. Of course. Of course. Yes. I need to know. This is what the people want. I need to know. Are you going to get your rig undercoated? Maybe. You know, if you uh, recommend a place, I'll, I'll go and do it. No. I recommended a place, and one of my other customers went, and I think they gave him a deal. So it would be probably worth it to go to the same place and get it done. Yeah. You know, I was kind of on the fence. I was kind of uh, on the fence about it, but uh, like, you know, all the information seems to point to it being a good thing, particularly for the axles and the frame. I don't really care too much about the body being aluminum. Yeah, I didn't get my body done. Yeah, I don't really need all that done. Just just to keep the uh, axles and the frame from looking rusty. Not ah. even that. Not even that it would be a problem if they get rusty because because the steel or whatever so thick like a rusty axle tube in the front doesn't really mean anything negative it's not like it's structural uh to the point where it's going to be weakened but just for just so it looks good when you look at the vehicle i would i i will i comment on this saying and i think a rod's going to have the same answer I don't know what it is they did with the frames in 2017 as far as coating, but from all the guys that I've seen that use their trucks to plow, I'm they're holding up very, very well. And it's not even like the common spots that are like you expect the paint to flake off on like welds. They mm-hmm. look like they're holding up. They're hold, they're, my, my 19's holding up good and I did not do anything to it. I just spray it off and it's holding up. So maybe because they just, stiffened it I, so much. Not everybody's going to be spraying it off. So you may be doing a little more preemptive measures compared to somebody else. You one know thing I mean? that one thing I that just turns me off. One thing that turns me off a little bit about it is having to redo it every every year. Like, what do you have to pay again every year? Like, what do you do every year? To, well, did to, you go with, like, a rubberized undercoating, or did you go with, like, a fluid? No, like it's, a a, it's a rubberized ceiling. coating, but it doesn't come off. It's, it's like, I don't know, it's, like, between rubber and paint. It's not rubbery, but it's not paint. It's, like... Because, like, the thing I, mean? I absolutely hate it's like a tar. about trucks that have undercoat on is fasteners and electrical connectors yeah like you get one that they it's not even that they goop it on it's like you go to put like an 18 on what should be an 18 and it now turned into a 19 because there's so much undercoating on or you can't get a connector apart because it's like glued together with undercoat yeah so i'm not going to tell people not to do it it's just me bitching because i can the main thing is, like you were saying, the frames are good, but the axle tubes, they're pretty good, too, on the Super Duties. I know my wife's F-150. If you look at the rear of her truck, you can tell that her uh, her dip cover, her axle tubes, they're starting to rust just on the surface. But my 19 I mean, axle tubes aren't rusting. 
So I I wouldn't be I'm not going to hold my breath and say that the whatever paint they use on the axle housings isn't like cheap and chintzy. Yeah. I've had a couple people mean, ask me how come they don't paint the drive shaft and they're like there's no reason why this thing should be rusting like this. I'm like, well, this is a piece of iron, a piece of, you know, a piece of metal. But it's like how come like some they paint and some they don't? I've seen some videos like you that know what on I mean? YouTube. I've seen videos like that on YouTube. Well, like why the don't they paint them or yeah, why don't like, undercoaters paint them? No, why do not why do they not paint them from the factory like that? Yeah, they'll look or at have some like uh, they'll look at like Oh the, yeah, dude, cuz now that I think about it, I look at some of the cabin chassis out there, the drive shafts are like orange. Yeah. <laughs> it's like But I wonder if it has I wonder if it just has to do with balancing them. Oh, I mean, I again. Wasted. I think it's just wasted cost. Because they put the they put the weights on. Yeah, it's there's yeah, no. It's just, you're, if you can I think snap it's just a waste one of those of drive money. shafts, I'd be, I'd be highly impressed. I yeah, but I was also highly impressed today when we had a six liter come in with a snapped crank. <laughs> what? Which we're still trying to figure out how you would even do that because it's like. It has a okay. snap. If there was no crank. oil, dude, seriously, it snapped the crankshaft. What? Maybe, maybe it had a bearing failure, and then it. What the heck were they doing? Part. Like, we'll put it this way: the starter spins the flex plate. The pistons don't move, <laughs> and it's not a cracked flex plate. We already know this for a fact. Wow. Wow. What kind of uh, what kind seven of and eight. seven? It was either seven and eight or just seven or eight will go up and down. What I kind of uh, go up and down? What kind of bearing caps? What kind of main bearing caps does the six seater have? Do they have uh, locking tabs? It's a bed. No? It's a no, dude. It's a bed plate. Yeah, you it's like a whole girdle. It's yeah, but the bearing. Girdle. But what about the bearings themselves? Do they have locking tabs that keep them from spinning? And the bearings? No. No. Um. There's no yeah, no, A-Rod, part- don't they have uh, they have a machine tab? Yeah, they are they got they do have twangs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that so, is weird. But the thing so is, it's like if the six it's not seven like the have- oil was too low. It's not like the, the oil six, was seven- so low that it would do that because a uh, a six liter won't run if it doesn't have enough oil pressure oil, to create yeah. enough ICP. So mm-hmm. one of the guys I work with, he's like, Come look at this, and I'm like, What's wrong with it? And he's I'm like, Whoa. The six seven, the, the main bearings on the six seven does not have those locking tabs. No, it? they do not. So it's just held in place with crush. That and however it's going to distribute. You know what we're going to talk about. You know Lay what we're going to talk about right now. Lay it on me, man. The correct way to put a rod cap. Well, itchy on a six seven. Are they fractured metal? Oh, they they are. are. Wow. Uh, aren't the 6.4s cracked? No, 6.4s aren't cracked caps. Are I don't know. No. I just quoted the engine for a 6.4 today. I got engine I got to do. I showed you guys that video. That oil coming out of the filter was tar. I think we've seen a lot of that lately, and I don't, I don't know. Yeah, man. That was crazy. I saw that video. I don't know if it has to do with if it has to do with COVID and people just are trying to pinch their pennies and they don't want to do it, or they feel like, you know, I can't it get can my happen. truck into my favorite dealer or whatever. You know what I think? It has just a lack of, I've seen a lot of lack people, of maintenance. It's lately. gotta, it's gotta be that people don't know. Well, not you know. know I, mean? I think a lot be. of these people, all these fleet companies, um, a big, a big shout out to, to, uh, to, uh, my facility, um, Bill Brown fleet, make sure to check us out, uh, billbrownford.net being the fleet department and having all of these fleet companies come in and seeing how beat i mean for real beat these trucks are you got people who are driving the trucks that do not care they may not know just like ds just said but it comes down to it's not their truck it don't matter they don't care they're just gonna drive it keep we got we we, we what did we have it, we, we had a truck um that needs an engine they didn't change the oil and they and and in the in the instrument cluster you could see they reset the oil change life uh yeah. 
uh, monitor to not display it needs to change the oil. What is probably, going on with these people? It's probably a situation. Now, you can't blame for that one. You can't blame the driver. It's probably the maintenance department for whatever fleet company because no, they're dude, looking I'm at blaming, the miles. I'm blaming the driver because he's, he's annoyed of looking at that thing coming up. I am he's too. like, oil and, change now. I'm sick of seeing this. And then but they got miles looks left, on Google right? how to turn it off. But they and, still and have miles left, right? It, it doesn't even matter at this point. And but they keep resetting the light. Yeah, and and the the most of the reason it lays on the driver is because all these companies, for the most part, when you got all these these uh, TV companies, uh, telecommunication companies, uh, parcel companies, municipalities, all of these companies have sheets i see them all the time they got clipboards they got sheets on the dash pm sheet pre-trip pm and they got they're all carbon copies and you gotta fill this out half the time they're not even filled out or some i'll see and and the guys the guys will have a line drawn all the way down the check like dude i love when i love when we have a vehicle coming come for a dot come on and like one other concern and i find like five different lights burned out and it's just like you said tire it's whatever oil good and they just draw an x through it and then go all the way down excuse that me that is yeah, why it's... i say change your oil i don't i don't care what you do with your truck i don't give a flying whatever about what your service manual says just change your oil like every five thousand miles i understand it's expensive to do it that frequent and what but does, gotta, what does the book you've see gotta, you've gotta look 7, at you've gotta look at the hours too. Like you've gotta not only five thousand right, hours, but you, engine hours. Yeah, two hundred hours. Because some some of them severe duty, like Sean wants to point out, you know, five forty is the best oil and whatever. One I of the did. things that points out in owner's manual is under severe duty your oil change interval is three thousand miles is it wow wow and i just worked on a truck today or i finished up working on it today that it said 15 w40 which whatever great right, i don't care you right, can run whatever right. oil you want in it. every eight thousand miles and this is a vehicle that does so many short trips and idles so much that's interesting. That they literally ground the flex plate down to nothing in one area because they turn okay. the truck on and off so much. So like wow. if you're if you're gonna do eight thousand miles and you do short trips, that could take that could take two years. Wow. Uh-huh. Like you gotta be smarter than that. Wow. Because on my on my uh twenty nineteen that does short trips, I've got twelve thousand miles. I've already done like Four, at least four oil changes or more, maybe yeah, more. It's like my, know. my focus. I only, I only drive it in the summer. I do an oil change before I put it in storage. I do an oil change after I pull it out of storage and then I'll do another one through the only two or 3000 miles I'll put on it in between right. because it's, it's a time thing. Right. And the time thing isn't like a, Oh, you should do it. It's like the oil and having combustion gases, combustion gases, whatever wears off in the engine mixed in with it, it's going to degrade over time. And then you have to think about moisture and how many, you know, the sun goes up however many times over that time period, you have a lot of temperature changes. So you're going to have moisture in your engine oil. That is true. It's going to get on your cylinder wall. It's, it's going to get in areas. That's so, true. That's true. A lot of that probably, I mean, is going to be in that CCV gas and, and pressure is, you know, going to be that, that uh, moisture is not going to stay suspended in the oil. It's going to come off as steam. And, you know, sometimes you pull the cap off and you'll see like that white kind of milky stuff underneath the cap Ooh, or the, the glue, you know what I mean? That, but like, this that is, nasty. This stuff is more of a concern with diesels. Like it's way harder on the oil, with these new diesels, it is. It's gas, just, like, man. it's just use your truck, use it for whatever you want. If you're going to run it normally, daily driver, use it like DS and I change your oil. 
If you're going to use it like a tow truck or a garbage truck or an ambulance or a, a rollback sanitation vehicle, change your oil. Don't shut it off. Change the oil. That's all we care about is just change the oil. Change your oil before you fill it up with fuel. Just change the you oil. Know, I just can't stress that enough. Especially my God, when something's... People. Dude, we had Ugh. one from a very, very a large um, utility company come in. And they said uh, the write-up was like vehicle starts hard, right? It was a 6.2 F250 that um, this this company used. And they're, they're a very large owner of Ford vehicles. So um, one of my coworkers goes out in the lot and tries to start it. It won't start. He tows it in. The thing's got 32,000 miles on it. Looks up. FOMO co-filter still on it. No. What? What do you think they said? Warranty. When we quoted that, when we quote, yeah, when we quoted them an engine, they said, well, isn't that covered under warranty? No. No. It's wow. a complete lack of maintenance. Wow. Well, how what do you guys know? We changed the oil. No, you didn't. There's a FOMO co-filter on it. And for anyone that's wondering what a FOMO co-filter is, it's not the Motorcraft filter. That's like a FL 2051S 2016. I'm going to put um, a picture it's, of it's that none up of those. right now. It is a black filter with a sticker on it that says FOMO Co on it. Can yeah. you get that filter? Almost, I think I don't think no. so. No. And they do Unless that you work in a... Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. So that you wouldn't want that thing. You you wouldn't want that filter. <laughs> Cuz like No, because say, they'll look say, right at it yeah. and they'll be like yeah, let's say you oh, put that on your truck at, at a, you know, 90,000 miles and it locks up and they see a FOMOCO filter on there, they're going to be like, you need to produce the receipts for all your maintenance yeah. right now. Oh, we just yeah. uh, we just keep adding oil. We don't change the filter. Because it's not, it's not like we send these engines back when they're under warranty and they just get sent off to whoever's going to reman them. No, I, they get called back and engineering goes through them. You think yeah. so? And they very well can kick the claim if they want to even after they paid it out. They're going to, they're going to ask for evidence. They're going to say, we need, we, we need it's, all the maintenance. It's going to be like ESP when you're doing exhaust manifolds on a school bus. They need pictures of everything. Oh my goodness. But they're not, but they're not dumb. They're not dumb. Like if there's a broken oh, valve spring or something or some actual failure, if the oil failed, cause you didn't change it for 32,000 miles, it's pretty clear. Like, there's there's tons of evidence of that inside the motor. It's all sludged up. It's oh, like, don't try to, not, don't try to sit not, here and tell me you yeah. did something when I literally drained your oil and it came out like pudding. Yeah, like that that evidence will not come out of that motor. Like the inside no. of that motor is going to be full of glitter and full of sludge, and it's not gonna it's not gonna come out. We Whereas got. If, Go ahead. If your if your crankshaft just somehow miraculously fails on its own which is extremely rare and probably never going to happen, but the motor's still going to be clean on the inside, kind of. I mean, we have seen weird stuff where it's like, that's strange. That shouldn't have happened, and it wasn't the customer's fault. It's like the one that I, the bucket truck I put an engine in that had 7,200 miles on it, and it just, I guess the connecting rod wanted to go through the oil pan and through the side of the block. But the motor's still clean on the inside? Oh, dude, absolutely clean. And the oil, the way I know that they took care of the truck is the oil was, like, clean. Yeah. So they, they ain't dumb. They know what's going on. So then it's they, like, I'm wondering, like, did they not put enough oil in it? And the answer is no, because the truck won't start. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. That's a tough one, though. Like, what if... What if there's like an oil consumption issue that's not your fault? And that thing, that almost happened to me where I had a 6.2, it was new, but it starts using oil and I go and check the oil and it's barely anything on the stick. I never that, lost pressure. That's but, how we met. Yeah, that's how, that's how me and A-Rod met. But I never lost pressure. But if I would have went another day of plowing, I would have lost that engine. You know, and it turns out there was some kind of a TSB that that caused me to have low oil but it wasn't enough consumption for them to 
uh, do anything. I had to start a whole consumption test and it still wasn't enough consumption. Dude, that is the most, I hate that test because I, th- I don't remember how long ago the publication was. Ford said one quart for every thousand miles is acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, that is a major issue if your service intervals are like 5,000, 7,500 miles. And let's say we'll take the uh, the three liter um, Power Stroke F one fifty for example that holds six, that holds six and a half quarts. Really? Not only not only dude that, they don't hold a lot of oil. I was very surprised of that special F one fifty oil. The special five W thirty F one fifty diesel motor oil. Wow. Not only that. But if you have a gas engine, particularly diesels too, because it can foul out the valves. But on the gas engine, you're smoking your 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 spark plugs so quick if you're burning a quart of oil. You know, they're not gonna last. But dude, like think about that. Like burning a quart of oil every thousand miles. That's and excessive. your your escape takes like four and a half quarts. Don't tell me you're not seeing you'd smoke have to, on the tailpipe. You'd have to keep Oh, adding. you would. Yeah, you will. But it's like that baby's burned. Chuchin. There you gotta do a spark plug service and everything. Like the TSB for me called for uh sixteen new spark plugs. And yeah, imagine just burning off and I wasn't even burning the full amount. Like I wasn't burning enough for the consumption test. Thank thank God, because I would have had to get a new engine, which would have been horrible. I'd rather just get the problem fixed. I know, right? Than get, than get a whole engine like you know, the engine I mean, was still I'm, new. So I was gonna say if I'm a consumer and my truck's under warranty, I'm letting it go. <laughs> Just let it go. When you guys talk, I see my move went down in the little mic form. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought about I thought about letting it go, but it was kinda like eh. I, well, I think I already think it's going like, to work with him tonight. We're probably going to have to try again. Yeah. On the next one, which Let's, sucks. Uh, He's basically just been sitting here listening to us jog the entire time. I'm going to uh, pause on certain spots. Oh, okay. Yeah. The size is better. Yeah. But then you have battery drain down and it's like, as the batteries get older, they get weaker and weaker and you can't lubricate like the striking, like the impact hammer. Uh, on on those so it's like they just wear out way faster and dude like i think my my uh i use all ingersoll because i do i won't buy a tool truck brand air tool i just well i take that back i have a snap on air ratchet that i think was a repo that i bought for like 75 bucks and i love that thing husky yeah. air but, cheapo cheapo huskies very cheap husky i bought and we're definitely gonna want Oh, you are recording. This is good. So anytime anyone's going to buy an air tool and you want Ingersoll Rand, Chicago Pneumatic, any of the good brands, I'm going to highly recommend. And A-Rod, I'm going to have you link this in here. Maybe we can get a a website or someone to throw you guys a coupon or a discount code for something. Go to tooltopia.com. It's T-O-O-L-T-O-P-I-A.com. And they run crazy deals on everything. It's not like it's Linking. secondhand returned bull crap. It's like quality stuff. I got my Ingersoll impacts. So I have uh, my half inch drives, like a 2235 TI Max. So it's got the titanium housing. I think it has like the highest working torque. And the thing just kicks like a mule. I haven't found a single thing I can't loosen or tighten with it. I think I got that thing for like just over 200 bucks. That ain't bad. Dang. And then my 3.8 one was like 150. Man, I love the 3.8 gun. Dude, I've been having. gun is my favorite. I've been having a lot of fun with this. Yeah. But like you were saying, it is a big boy. It's Dude, long. they're they're just like, can you fit that? Can you fit that down into a wheel? Yeah. On, what do you like, mean? on a dually it's not oh. too it's not too oh tall. i don't know i don't, I don't know, know. Like I you won't bash your knuckles on like the on the wheel hub trying to get a lug nut off i don't know i probably need an extension right worst case scenario i think 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't use extensions. What kind of truck? What kind of what kind of truck do you got? You got a single rear wheel or a dually? I got a single rear wheel. Oh, okay. What what year? The 2012 F350 SX4. Oh, okay, okay. What color you got? Is that tuxedo black? Okay, nice, okay, nice. okay. Oh, dude, I love a tuxedo black truck. Crew cab from 11 to 16. How many? He's Oh, okay. Diesel. That's good. That's good. It's a diesel. Yeah, it's a diesel. Yeah. Ever been to the dealer? You ever had any problems? Um. Been a dealer a couple times just for uh, little minor stuff, and then I got lazy one time. I didn't want to change the cooling out myself, so I said, "Here, do it." Cool, 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 cool. But I did all the. I do most of servicing the you know the minor stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at your channel, going like, "Oh shit, do I really want to tackle this stuff? What happens?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some of it's uh, just a learning experience. Like I'm, you know, trying to get DS trucks on the on a regimen for, you know, draining his water separator, making sure he feels comfortable draining it, how long to drain it, what to expect, and and even talking about, um, you know, being a dually uh, uh, operator. You know, what kind of rotations um, are you going to do for that truck? Cause doing a dually rotation, um, in the past, we've had customers come in and request that they want the dually, but the tires breaking down, blah, blah, blah. That's just a, well, that's probably if they're running aluminum tires, right? Real pain in the aluminum butt. Wheels. But it, yeah, it, 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 it does suck. If you got aluminum front tires then you got to break them down. Yeah. But if you had all most steelies... of our, most of our customers with aluminums don't even ask us because they don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Just swap but the front tires. What's man. it going to, what's it going to cost? <laughs> whatever it's going to cost a mountain yeah. balance tire. So it's like a few hundred bucks for me to rotate their tires. And at that point, right. Cause it's like, going to take, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that Breaking point, most of, of them, them will just have us swap them side to side if they even want us. Yeah. to. But, but it's not even, it, it might be uh, more affordable at a tire place, but being commercial tires, you're going to pay. You're not going to find a whole lot of yeah. your, you know, your discounts, your bell tires, those guys, they're going to look at you and be like, yeah, no. we, can't, we can't handle that. Yeah. What, what, what uh, part of the country are you calling from? East coast, West coast, South coast. Oh no, we lost his audio. Uh, oh, there it is. What'd you say? I'm out of Oklahoma. Oh, cool. All right. The heartland. The heartland. That's cool. That's cool. What uh what uh, what's the weather like out there right now? It snowed the other day, but it's not sticking. It's gone already, but it's cold. Yeah, it's, it's like uh thirty degrees. 30 yeah, it's degrees. like that here too. Definitely. Are you plugging? Uh, do you plug your truck in at all, or do you? Um... It, it has a home in the shop, my sh- workshop. Oh, well, it doesn't fit my garage. Ain't he's putting us all to shame. He's got a Ain't he's got a pole a barn with all the goodies in it. Ain't that a bean? Man. Yeah, I got a thirty by fifty shop. Damn. Oh, okay. What kind of what kind of work do you do? I was the uh, production manager for United States Marine Corps for the F eighteen program. Oh, Whoa, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's Four awesome. That's pretty cool. To build the jets, or we we did the uh, the overhauling and repair modifications for the Marine Corps. You know, that's we awesome. do the level maintenance, like you know, kick your tires, like the fire type. So we do all the. Oh, guess what we did? We broke this thing. We broke cars, so we had to go, you know, structurally. And uh, that's cool. Like that, so that's next level. Yeah, so I've been out of the box. Well, probably 15 years now, so, but uh, got into management and, uh, and yeah, glad I retired. That's good, man. That's good. Were, were you, were you uh, a contractor? Were you like a, a Marine in the, in the no, service or? Department of Defense. That's cool. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. Or the civilian DOD. That's cool. Yeah, you're uh, out of the box and now in a new box with the Power Stroke box, the uh, a crew to just uh talk about your truck and you know the best uh the best things to do to keep really it running want a newer truck because of the smog issues you got to deal with yeah yeah you know i wanted a 06 uh you know six liter but couldn't find one anything didn't have a half a million miles of deep shit oh right definitely so i then i got this one stumble on a really good deal so i took it and, and i'm kind of glad i did because 
I already pulled a, well, I've got about a 7,000 pound uh, gooseneck. Oh. And that truck, okay. doesn't even know it's back there. Just, I just throttle up and. Out she goes. Dude, like sometimes my six liter will know something's there, but six sevens do not care what is behind them. I haven't got Those the tow anything just Roll. I'm sitting great at 75 miles an hour cruise patrol a couple months ago. And I figured, okay, it's going downshift. Never do. We just stayed no. right up there. I was not pulling the crater or nothing, but <sighs> I stayed up. All I saw was a little boost meter go up and down a little bit. Wow. And that's about it. I think for all it's worth that the 6R140 transmission doesn't get it doesn't get the recognition that it needs especially in a world where everyone thinks you need to have an Allison bolted behind your engine you think it's going to outperform you think the 10 speed is going to outperform or no uh, I don't see why it wouldn't if it's the same guys that you know designed the 6R140 because from my understanding they didn't really I think they added what one more clutch pack, and at that point they're just holding and they're just holding um, certain planetaries and drums more than they would um, with the six speed. Look at that! I thing. will say the the ten speed is nice, but you will have more like weird shifts or maybe even a clunk that you would wouldn't get with the six speed. I'm going to blame most of that on the adaptive shift strategy while it's still trying to figure that all out because how many, yeah, I mean, that's something I've noticed. That's been a comment from our customers, but, um, one thing, and I, it's, it shouldn't be an excuse, but it is, is it's the first year that these have been out and not under Ford's eye of testing all the time. So true. It's only going to get better as it goes, but I, I really, really do. Ford knows how to make transmissions and I will, I will defend that, especially in a world of everyone that says, I mean, I said it before that you have to have an Allison's the only good trans, but. No, Ford's are better. The six speed has been better. Yeah. The six six speed torque shift, not a 10 speed still to be determined, but yeah. um, What do you guys think about the squat with the 2000 pounds in a bed? Go 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 back to the backside more. I mean, squatting it doesn't hard. even look like it's squatting that hard. Just a little. It, it looks like it's sitting level. Yeah, kind of. Right. Yeah. Kind of level. I need to raise this mud flap up a little bit because uh, they got a little close. Oh, we can. You uh, wanted to test out your salter, didn't you? Yeah, I wanted. You know, I tested it he's out right the, here. He's got the little spread right there. It throws a little to the left. I never mess with the. It, there's a little thing in there to adjust the shoot, mm. so it throws a little to the left. Right. I don't, I don't know. I so like Matt, it, man. You, did you have a Ford before you had your uh, your your six seven, or have you always been a Ford guy? Oh, me? I always yeah. been a Ford guy. My, I I bought a F one fifty Lariat two thousand two. Sold it to a friend. Six months still has 225,000 miles on it. Still original water pump. Oh. It, it, it never broke down. It's never staying in that truck. That's awesome. Fantastic truck. That's all awesome. Slow when you work on it, but it, it, it's a good truck. I like it. He, he's been driving the piss out of it right now, too. Well, he's probably got probably about 240, 250 on it now. Wow. Wow. Just runs and runs. But I always change oil every 4,500 miles on that surface synthetic for number one all the drive. Wow. Oh, dude, that is awesome, man. Wow, that's I, exactly that, what he wanted. Dude, that is awesome, man. <laughs> uh, that's funny shit. What kind of oil do you put in your 6.7? Uh, right now, I've just been going with the Ford um, oil right now. Which, which, which Ford oil? It's the, uh, I guess it's the semi-synthetic, I guess. It's the 530 version. The 1030? Or the 1030, yeah. Okay. Put one on the board for 1030. Okay. okay. All right. All right. One on the board for 1030. Well, I mean, Uh, technically it's three because, you know, (laughs) A-Rod and myself. I I was reading the specs on the 1030 and it seemed pretty good. 
Like, well, dude, of course it's good. Ford wouldn't put it in their trucks if it wasn't. Yeah, it seemed like that's right. Pretty pretty good stuff. I mean, I'll put it this way, Sean. If Ford thought 540 was so important and they know what those trucks are going to do, they would have done it from the factory. I don't know what's in it. That I, you brought that up, but how do you know what's in it in the factory? Like, yeah, what do they? How do you know what they put in? Well, you okay, know the that, difference, that, right? I, the thing is, I knew you were going to say that too. Well, okay, if you, you pull, say it. if you pull out the dipstick on a brand new truck, you should be able to tell, right? How about this? I will. It's going to. You can be, hold this. The five forty. The five forty is going to be thin. I will. I will make a video on my YouTube, and I will do the first oil change on a truck and send it out to a lab, and we'll see what kind of oil was in it. You don't have to send it out. If you can't tell the difference between ten thirty and five forty, like we just touch it like can't you tell by touching Not it really no, dude it's i couldn't tell you the difference between gear oil and engine oil you can't my strip garage guy that licks oil testing it that way Ugh. yeah i guess we could try that we can try that. <laughs> <laughs> well, five five forty five forty is pretty thin yeah, though right that's funny. isn't that isn't five forty pretty thin at a colder temperature it is she's like water I, I put this. I bought good. this to put in my lawnmower to see what would happen. Isosin Advanced. And when I put it in, it was like so thin. I'm like, this stuff is thin. Heavy duty diesel. Stop shaking it. What's it say? Oh, sorry. Heavy duty diesel engine synthetic. All diesel engines. No kidding. Huh. I mean, all that it matters is that it's CJ4 rated. Right, right. I will say this. The Shell Rotella T6 has some pretty impressive specifications as far as cold starting. And, I, had a, uh, I had a customer said it helped improve his mileage. Cold starting along with uh, what? flash flash point is really high. The flash point on Shell Rotella T6 is really high. Well, that's that's any any the flash point on any synthetic is much higher. Yeah, but Shell Rotella but realistically, was... you get your oil to 250, regardless of you know being a conventional, a semi-synthetic mm-hmm. or synthetic. You you have problems. True that. Like once your oil gets past a certain point, I don't care if it's, it's cooked. It's once it's yeah, once it's, it's cooked, cooked, it's cooked. cooked. It doesn't matter. Your oil cooler plugs up and you're done. You're done. Once you're your done. oil's done, it's done. I heard somewhere, and I don't know how true this is, some oil, some people who burn oil for heat don't want full synthetic oils to burn for heat because they don't burn good, like they don't want to burn. Well, probably not, but I guess that's a testament to <laughs> how true that is. that's gone behind it. How true that is, I don't know. I mean, right. how would you, if you're taking like, recycled, Dude, you're taking think... in recycled oil, how do you know if it's full synthetic? I think my coworkers were telling me one of the old Trishan techs he wouldn't dump out the trans fluid. He would take it home with him and filter it. And that's what his seven, three ran off of was just straight wow. transmission fluid. What do you mean? <laughs> like his, he's, he, he put it in the fuel tank. What do you mean? Yeah. He ran on it. He like, put it in. No yeah, kidding. Like, <laughs> he, yeah. Seven threes. You can do that too. This stuff now. Wow. No, dude, <laughs> seven threes will run off anything. No kidding. Oh yeah. But when when you only make, you know, 215 horsepower to the crank, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> my my uncle had a 7.3. He had a 03 uh dually crew cab and he uh put the the, the uh, 2006 front end headlights on it. Oh wow. It looks that, it the, was that was such that's a good, a good truck. swap. Such a great truck. Yeah, wow. it looked great. I've also seen and people he, uh take excursions and unrivet the front part of a frame on a 05 to uh, 07. Yeah, I've front seen that, yeah. So they can have um, a coil spring front end. Interesting. Bill Bill Hewitt did that. I a couple didn't times. want to say that name, but yes, he was one of the people that <laughs> yeah. I've seen doing the, that. He's one of the people that yeah who did that. I didn't want to say. I that. mean, I'm I'm just gonna go out there and say this. I'm going to reach out there's, to that guy and see if we can get him on here so we can have him. That would be so. Go. There's a be lot so cool. of stuff on the internet and just use your own judgment. That would be awesome. 
Oh, Bill Hewitt. How about you want to get on really, this podcast with us, man? I, you I know, really okay, there's like there's how... two people I wouldn't mind having on here. And one of them, I think, actually, I think both of these guys, it's going to be hard because um, they are on someone's channel that is very prevalent in the car world. Who that? I don't want to say I started watching both of these guys before they started making content with Cletus McFarland because dude, I would love to have the guys from side by side blog on here because they just, Oh yeah. I want to say just, they recently got a F three fifty, um, a 2020 dually. And I'd love to hear their thoughts on it. And then the other one is a Florida man that goes by the name J H diesel that has his six liter mud truck. Oh, snap. So I'd like to talk to him about power strokes, but I think I think he's going to be a hard one to get on here. We but, should you know, I could be wrong. Put the feelers out. We should put the feelers out. I'll have to uh, write that down and maybe look out for that. Get his info. But I think that might be a good time to end the recording for tonight and pick up the next time with the... Power Stroke Podcast with A-Rod, with Matt, DS, and our new guest, Matt, from Oklahoma. Um, we uh, might get him on uh, again uh, in the future here just because we had such a short time with him. Maybe I think get, we're going to uh, have to. These technical difficulties were not fair. To yeah, him. yeah, it was a, a disadvantage. But tell us what you guys think about that in the comment section below, uh, what you guys didn't like, what you guys liked, what you guys want to see. And do you want more arguments from Sean and I? Do you guys want to hear them over-talk each other about 430 gears and oil? Oh Let us God. know. Someone someone did say that. but We'll see you guys that's next that's time. That's for another time. See you Later. guys.